first episode of Cultivation Corner, uh, our podcast-based platform. Um, Cultivation-focused conversations, one-on-one, with Vermonters, maybe every once in a while with people out of state as well, but we really want to focus on Vermont, being Vermont's Trade Association for Cannabis. Um, So uh, we hope it's a a nice uh, sort of exchange of information, shared experiences, um, talking about what other people in the state are up to. We're very happy uh, to have um, Earthbound Genetics with us. Um, before we get into him, uh, I guess I just want to say I'm Jeffrey Pizzatello uh, and uh, the executive director of VGA. And um, we are uh, just the trade association for Vermont. Um, and as we grow uh, and get past uh, this legislative session, we hope to have more sort of uh, professional and business focused uh, media and content and engagement for everybody. Um, it is uh, it is still a tricky time with uh, COVID and the pandemic. Um, so we're playing it smart and doing a lot of these Zoom-based online things. When we're able, I know uh, our, events, our events team and uh, everyone else at VGA is eager to do physical events because uh, that really works for our community. But when it's safe and we can, you know, see each other again and, and consume responsibly. Uh, we look forward to doing that and, uh, and growing the community that way. But for the time being, um, thanks again for joining us tonight for the first episode of Cultivation Corner. Uh, and again, this evening, we have uh, Earthbound Genetics. Uh, he is a local Vermont breeder and uh, we are just ecstatic, very, very happy that he's here, very humbled that he's gonna lead this off with us and uh, I want to pass over to him uh, to speak more about himself, uh, introduce his business a little bit and what he's up to before we get into the cultivation talk. So Earthbound, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm ready to have some fun, talk about some plants and, and answer some questions, whatever. Have some just chill talk. So whatever you guys want to start off, just let me know. Um, so what, why don't we start off with uh, just very like the mechanics. How can people find you? Mostly just through Instagram, I guess. And what's that handle and where else can they? Yeah, I guess Go ahead. just Instagram right now. Um, but you can always just, if I know you, like if I've been following you, just hit me up and like we can meet. Like that's fine. Like. Yeah, that's cool. But like, if you want to get my seeds, it just kind of goes down through direct message. And I guess you can hit me up through email. It's just earthboundgenetics at gmail.com. And those Instagram and Gmail, best two ways for sure. Oh, appreciate it. Want to get that out there, of course, for you guys. Um, Nothing but uh, nothing but positive talk when, when you ever come up, dude, in conversation for sure. You know what I mean? Talking about local genetics, talking about local growers. Uh, I'm not just saying that, you know, the word fire comes up often, dude. So whatever you guys are doing, you're doing it right. Um, we think that uh, from an organizational perspective, 100% want individuals like you to have access to the market as soon as possible if you want it fair access so you can choose to make a living legitly that way you know what i mean yeah, and, pretty- uh, and not only that but like 100 percent vermont brand you know we've we've uh dealt with other uh breeders and growers um and hope to in the future but 
you're one of them that uh, we, we definitely think you and your crew will help put Vermont on the map. You know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I think people are starting to catch on, you know? So I just try to, I'm just trying to put out like what you see on, what you see on like Instagram, like that's what you're going to get. So I just want everything to be 100% professional. And I'm still working at that. Like every year I'm getting more and more closer to my goal. So it's just going to get better and better. And uh, I'm not really rushing anything. I'm not trying, I'm not really trying to rush. I just want to put out good stuff. And I think people will eventually catch up, you know, and I appreciate people spreading the word. Um, Cause there's just like a lot of shit out there, you know, it looks good, but, but my, my boy Reed said like, you know, if you're blind, like, what are you going to smoke? You know, it's like, you're going to smoke some fucking cookie stuff or you're going to smoke some real other OG stuff, you know, to a blind person, you're probably going to smoke more important stuff. So it's not about the looks sometimes, you know, that's, and that's kind of what I'm on. Um, I'm just like more, just like how it hits, like how it feels. So that's, that's earthbound genetics, just trying to mimic nature and less is more. Yeah, yeah but it looks fire, dude. What the <laughs> so let's break it down dude so are are you are you mostly soil are you 100 soil let's get into a little bit about you know what builds this success a little bit with, with the group um i mean it's a, the success is just everything you know it's it's not just one thing it's it's just taking everything and kind of just combining it into one little thing like i don't know it's I just, I have different gardens and different styles. Like, so with the whole native soil thing at my property, like I don't have a lot of water there. So I'm not gonna fill up a bunch of 400 gallon pots and have to water them all. Like while I can just use natural rainwater, natural good, uh, like moisture bearing clay native soil that has been sitting there just like in this like surrounding swamp area like i planted all those i planted all those these nuts cuts up there and i like i watered them with just collected rainwater and as once they were i didn't have to water them once they were rooted so like it just you know they just were happy you know i just trellised them flipped them and they were perfect like that's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do like I I top dress a bunch of uh, Fraz Valley. Shout out to Fraz Valley. I just bought a bunch of that stuff. Absolutely. Top dress that rainwater. Like that's it. Like that's all. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on some bag stuff. Like. Uh, nature is the best it has the most living like one little tablespoon of native native soil has more 
micro like microbes and any of that bag stuff. So like, I, like I, just, I just have different strategies for different things. So like my brain reacts, like I'm thinking about, oh, like how can I do this without putting in so much work, but this is still gonna be some fire stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. <clears throat> and you know, I I spent you know, I spent ten thousand dollars for four acres of land. So like that's a good deal. And I, I just crushed it up there. So that's great, dude. There's definitely uh especially after that bill passed, there's definitely a little bit of uh, a land rush. What do you say? I don't know if you saw that at all, but oh yeah, my property just went up hell of money, man. <clears throat> that's like it's crazy. I, like I went out to California. I farmed out in California. It's a whole different game out there. Like property, I like property out there is so much money. Like just because of farming, just for cultivation prices, like it's insane. Like as like my in, like my advice is to buy, find property. If anyone's trying to come up in this industry fine it doesn't even have to be a lot like it doesn't have to be a lot of land like it could be you know i've come up on a quarter acre like i've had i've grown a half a million dollars worth of weed on a quarter acre like in california so like you can do that like and and once you do that you can you can it, that property is just going to go up in value once it's legal and you know people are going to catch on like even with this covid stuff i see more california plates here i see more connecticut i see more new jersey like the property value is going to go up here like crazy so uh seasonal is what i'm hearing like lots of people that i know in the area in vermont Right, regional in terms of uh, your cultivation throughout the year. Yep, for sure. So outdoor and light depth, I guess, kind of thing, or one or the other. Yeah, both. Um, oh, word. I mean, is uh, I guess I guess with that comes different technique as well, right? Naturally, it's exposed to different elements allows you to do different things. Do you ever do side-by-sides, like, like the same thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely I do side-by-sides. Like my whole, like uh, I do, like I plant one strain in a mini depth, one full term. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, that little mini depth I had all, my mob deep cuts in and um i had two two of the cuts that were outside in those two big pots i had two 400 gallon pots um just recycled soil and i'll top dress a lot of fraz valley uh, which is just um really good Earthworm or not earthworm, but super mealworm castings. So. Oh yeah, that, that insect frass. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, we, what I learned up up there, 
at my property. I really like the mini dup. So I really like how the mini dup came out even more than some of the native plants. So, but I think uh, that had to do with just not having plastic on top. Really? Yeah. Um, I think I took, I ended up taking the plastic off uh, the native or yeah, the natives uh, around, I think week five. Really? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really hot period, humid period, like 80, 90 degrees. And they were pretty much almost done. So I just, and I saw, like, I read the weather. So if it's not going to rain or anything, um, I'll just, I'll feel comfortable, like, that the nugs aren't going to get rained on. So, nice. um, and that just gives them a little bit more airflow, less humidity. Let them finish out. And, uh, so, so with um, the with the light depth, um, yeah. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, I was pull like I would wake up, or no, I wouldn't wake up. Sorry. Um, I'd go up there. I'd be up there all day, just chilling, but working. But I'd pull the tarp at around four thirty, and um, turn the generators on. I had a little mini generator. It's only an eighteen hundred watts, like two hundred bucks. Little champion generator, and um, that would heat or not heat, but uh power um, ducting and a couple box fans that I hung up throughout the dark period. And then at 10 o'clock, I'd pull the tarp off and shut the generator off and then they'd get the natural airflow. Nice. And then they'd wake up um, around 4.35. But yeah, what I've been recognize like the short like that was a kind of shorter light cycle than just 12 it was like almost sometimes sometimes it was like because during the summer the sun gets a little bit more less powerful so it was gradually getting to like 10 hours i feel like of good mm -hmm. like decent sun and they ended up finishing like a week i think with 10 hour light like just dark or light um light cycle they finished tw uh, two weeks to like one week shorter they quick they quicken up a little bit more was what i'm trying to say yep yep when i think about this year i can't stop to just take a moment to think about uh some of our friends on the west coast man right just as things were kind of finishing up especially with light depth and outdoors you know oh, we, yeah. we saw some of that ash right very little in the sky you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i do know what you're talking about shout out to my boy savage oak um he's in sonoma county there you go and um yeah man shout out to all the cali people that's what i'm no, saying no joke out there like i know personally like it's like it's a whole different world out there. Nature is crazy out there. Like, 
I was in the middle of nowhere farming. I'm telling you, population 70. And like... Really? Uh, yeah, like I was I was in living in a 25-foot trailer, like no power, like just living off a generator. I built a 20... By... What's up? This was out there? Yeah, this was in Plumas County, California, near Quincy, California. Kind of like an hour away from Tahoe's. Gotcha. Uh, Sierra Nevada type mountains. So that's gorgeous. Super gorgeous, man. So I was, I was living in like a yeah, living in this crazy world, bro. I paid, I paid like, <laughs> I paid like I don't know. Ended up spending like a lot of money just just to have just to be there, bro. Like <laughs> crazy. I spent my whole life saving. I just flew out there. Was that similar? Did you uh, cut your teeth on light depth or anything like that? Or what was that experience? Oh, yeah. It was just like me. I like, I grew at my mom's backyard 10 plants. And then, like, I was, you know, I was doing other shit and I was just stacking some money. And I just, I was like, I want to go learn. Like, I was just on that wave. I was just like, I got to get out of here, go do something, you know. But then I did all of it. And, I started off in Grass Valley. Yeah, shout out to Nemo. And um, found this property like an hour away from this spot. And... So, have you always been outdoor? Ever, ever indoor? You ever run, you know what I mean? Things inside strictly or do both? or? Uh, I mean, I was just cloning and vegging, but. Nothing serious, no. I didn't ever. I was just, I really wanted just to be a good outdoor grower. I didn't really care about indoor. Like, I don't know why. I just, I love indoor, but I don't know. I just love big plants. Just... <laughs> don't we all, brother? Don't we all? <laughs> I just love uh, big plants. I don't know what to say. Speaking of which, I got I got to ask you this. So, currently this season, we're wrapping things up. I know lots of people, their heads, you know what I mean, might even be on next season, right? So, I'm um, talking about you know just enjoying this season. What what excited you? What projects this season? You know what I mean? Are you like I know you mentioned these nuts. I know you had mob deep. Speak on some things that you uh, were working on this past season that uh, you either most you know excited about or you know share some things. Um, Velvet Buzzsaw, really good haze. Um, bag appeals on point. Um, and what's the what's the Velvet Buzzsaw? You said what is that? It is the white cross to original haze that JJ made. Oh, word! Back in two thousand. 2010 i don't know some boys i think it was 2010 i think he made that i think so as well was that cromer's white yeah yeah shout out to chrome you i've talked to him a couple times shout out to swamp boys i met them out in the grass valley i met i met up with cornbread and herschel he bought me a 20 dollar crab sandwich at this fire I don't even know where it was. 
somewhere in, I think, Auburn. And then we smoked a blunt and a mojito. I only hear good things about Tom Boy. <laughs> I was literally high school high. I was just like, <laughs> you showed me the. So Buzzsaw, Velvet Buzzsaw, Cromer White. What else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sour, this one Fino Sour Melon's really good. It's very, like, just a wash, I think. It's just going to be insane. Um, and did so, you create that yourself? Is that original? No, no. Um, that was uh, Karma. But um, oh, my stuff, I think one of the best stuff that I came out with, I, th- I found at least, was definitely Fino Mob Deep. And, and then, um, let's see. The Swamp Wiz, too. That was very good. The Swamp Wizard? Yeah, Swamp Wizard was very good. It was just crazy. It's like great bubble gum, but then this burnt rubber gas at the end. And it yields like crazy. So. Pretty stoked on that one. I kept that one. So yeah, the ones I really just kept was Swamp Wizard and Mob Deep. That's all I kept from this year out of everything um, from my stuff. I mean, I have so much purple hellion seeds. I'll just pop those every year. I mean, I know all my friends grow that too. So I'm always just like posting their pictures and I show up to their spot and show me their plants. They're always hyped. On the purple alien. How how regional are cannabis genetics, dude? You know what I mean. So say you or someone else, and say not even in Vermont, but in any other state, they breed something original outside. Okay, just specifically outside, um, under the sun, I should say. How regional is that? Say you take that offspring to another region in the country. Is it adaptive? Does it respond well? I know cannabis is vigorous, but is 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 it also regional as well? You know what I mean? At all? You know, hear where I'm coming from? I mean, I mean, eventually over time. Yeah. I mean, it's not just. It's not just gonna. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, um, just yeah. like. Um, I like to just, you know, with the purple hellion, I just did that for, honestly, it was just for fun. It was just, I didn't, I didn't try to make anything to come up, like, you know, blow up or anything. I just, I made those before I went out to California for so, like, I made a, and shout out to Doc D. I asked him if I could use one of his males and I just, it was really nice. It was more like a, it was more on the Colombian gold side Mm. um so and it was very purple because the colombian that was it was like a purple colombian so i just made and it did really well outside so i just um, a bunch of my friends were always hitting me up like yo can you get because i'm like i'm hooking them up with really good bud and stuff so they're like, yo, can you hook me up with seeds? And so I was like, yeah. And I was like, kind of just like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I don't, 
it was just like a first uh, honestly it's like i love that weed but it's just like a stepping stone but oh for sure um, and that's purple helion yeah purple hellion and uh yeah Sorry. i kind of just like made those seeds so my mom could grow like the next year when i was out in california too and she grew them and they were just stupid fire and i was like i came home and i was like damn oh, that's beautiful, dude. <laughs> yeah that's beautiful. so shout out to my mom too you know they like to say i mean those who you know i guess those who know cannabis is 100 percent interchangeable with community at least it can be you know very uh, it's more than just getting stoned it's much more of a culture cool um sweet man so thanks for sharing a little bit about you know what you're getting into this this season um outside of what you grow like what do you you know what i mean like what what's out there that you know what i mean that maybe holds a special place in your heart you know what i mean are you a chem guy are you an og guy you, you, you loving that sour? <laughs> I know, I know cushions are out there. You know, people have their own sort of like, you know, personal profile. I might be on mute, bro. Let me unmute you. Something yeah. happened with my connection. Oh, I'm glad you're there. Yeah, sorry. It's all right. <clears throat> um, yeah, all I'll know is I... I don't really know what you guys said. Sorry. Oh, word. no, oh, no problem. So yeah, I, I was just saying. Um, so we were talking a little bit about what you just, what you're growing, uh, what you're breeding, um, stepping stones and stuff like that. I was asking you, like, you know, what what are some of the the, the strains that that hold a special place in your heart? You know what I mean? Maybe you don't have them now. You know, ones that maybe got you, you know, first into the cannabis scene. You know? Bubba Kush. Are you are you a chem guy? Are you a you know a Kush guy? What's up with that? Uh yeah, I really like all the chems are good. Chem Dog D is my favorite. Um, I'm really trying to get Bubba Kush back. Um, where'd that come from? Bubba, I don't know. I don't really know. East Coast. I know. I'm not sure. I know that. Um lots of um when you trace back lots of strange they it's almost coast to coast like there are people who are you know shipping things back and forth or moving that kind of thing um back in the day yeah who knows honestly i'm still i'm like on the younger side so i don't i'm not like i don't know a lot about cuts you know i'm not like i mean i mean sherpa could probably tell you a lot more about about them than me but i just know what i like you know <laughs> I like TK, I like 91, I like ChemDog D, I have the real train wreck, I have the uh, Inspector train wreck, uh, um, that's really good, shout out to Savage Oak. Um, when you think of, uh, when you think of like old school or heritage Vermont genetics what comes to mind i know back in the day you know i used to you know i used to see some really good like shays d you know um what was it called shays d so like uh, i don't know i've never heard of that one super silver haze uh cross with you know cross with d um 
and uh and then also like the jerry berries um that kind of thing what do you think of when you think of uh, vermont genetics other than yourself you know what i mean are, are there any like you know local heritage sort of names that jump out at you or you know um strawberry this, this one dude used to trap jerry berry mm-hmm. and it was just like this kind of airy good outdoor We might have lost you for a sec there, Bound. I don't know if it's, uh... can you hear us? There you are, I think you're back. Yo. Cool. cool. Yeah, so Jerry, yeah, my internet's yeah. kind of slow, I guess. Oh, no worries, dude. Um, Hopefully it stays good. We're all here. Jerry Barry, I guess, was one of them. It was like this kind of pineapple-y, airy bud, outdoor strain. And um, I don't know, the best weed I've ever had was the real roadkill. So I've only had it once and I've only got it. I don't even know who I got it from. So (laughs) I just pulled up. I was like, I, I was in high school and... I was just looking for anything at this point, and I had. And you just came across some killer skunk? Might have broken up again. <laughs> so I was just expecting the worst, honestly, and he picked me up. I didn't have a car at this time. He was my homie. He'd shuttle me around. Could you smell it before you could see it? Oh, uh, the, yeah, yeah. The bag was. Oh no! Not again! Should I go on a? Uh, should I go on an internet? connectivity rant for Vermont, for the state of Vermont. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Earthbound, are you there? I'm sure you're saying something insightful. Maybe you had someone jump on, they're streaming a, streaming a Netflix video in the background. I'm just kidding. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you now. Maybe. Um... Yeah, you just scooped me up and I got this brown ass bag. It was all hashy. You couldn't even see through it, but I pulled out this lime green sticky nug. It wasn't even that frosty, but it had trichomes. Like you could see the trichome heads. They were like a quarter inch trichomes. Like I've never seen trichomes that big, honestly. And like I ended up smoking that weed way too fast. Like with my, everyone was just like in love with it. So we just smoked it. Like we only got an eighth and I hit up my boy again. I was like, yo, what is that strain? Like I need to get that again. And he's like, uh, the dude doesn't want to sell any more of it. It was like his head stash, but like I ended up finding out like his dad is like an organic chemist like he was like this insane nerd like wow. dude and he was the one who grew it 
in Virginia or something like that. I was going to say Master Virginia, right? That's really where a lot of these like chem and like skunk roots are, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like people can say what they want. They can say it's a myth. They can say whatever. It never existed, but it it did. Or, you know, at least it did. You know, I know that it did. <laughs> I'm sure someone's got it somewhere, but at least uh, I hope so. For sure, for sure. <clears throat> I know people play with the super skunk. You know, they're they they try to have pure lines of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really mess with that stuff. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you what is what with the super skunk, and you know, I'm saying all the different skunk cuts. For sure. So, you know, I got a question. When you're when you're breeding. Lay, lay something down for the crew. If anyone out there that's listening, you know what I mean, who maybe wants to get into breeding themselves, what are some things you look at? Like some, like maybe even some, like you know, you know, one hundred and one type breeder things. Like, do you look at like, you know, trunk size close to the root ball? You know, for like structure, is it all terps? Is it is it you know resistance to certain things? I know you're. It seems like you're mostly outdoor, which is which is awesome. So dealing with those outside, you know what I mean um forces and all those vectors that come with it um, yeah definitely for me it's like for, for me yeah. for me it's got to hit like the potency has to be there for sure um it's got to do good outdoors like right now for me it's like if it does good and then light up because light up is like a lot of stress like a lot of variables it's not just like perfect indoor shit so if it does good and doesn't harm or show hermaphrodite traits in a light depth and I usually it's very stable like I've I view that plant as very stable like genetics and it'll do good in humidity it'll probably do good outdoors too so um, I think for me uh, the light depth stress tests and just like seeing how the like different phenos and different strains do in light depths that determines for me like a lot of things, um, if it, but um, and then I'll kind of just do the cut outdoors too after I do the light up. So um, for me, it's just gotta do good for outdoors, but it's also gotta like smack you with the potency. So um, yeah, I guess. But I'm also looking for structure also too. That's um, always 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 good density kind of just like how easy is it to trim you know like for <laughs> right now i'm just like so sick of trimming i'm almost done that could be a whole nother episode talking about trimming, you know yeah managing trimmers um california i have stories <laughs> Oh man, I know you're doing weird people, weird names, and trying to turn the trap into their house. Like, uh, it's crazy. But that's how it is, though. You know, I know, you know, I've been around the state for a little bit, a couple of decades, and I've seen plenty of friends go to the West Coast, learn some stuff, come back. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, 
Yeah, that's what it's about. Cannabis is oh, like yeah. it travels with humans. I learned everything. Yeah, I learned everything. I learned how to farm out in California. So I risk it all. Like I back to I don't think we ever finished that. Like I went out there, like I just yeah. I just grew 10 plants like behind my mom's house. And I just had enough money to go buy a farm. So I just went and did it. Like I never really knew how to like do a thing, do it. Like I just and I went from 10 plants to 100, you know, so I built a 20 by 50 greenhouse like by myself, like a, uh, a greenhouse mega, just like a high tunnel, just off grid, like in a 25 foot camper, like, and I, I did it like, you know, it wasn't perfect, like. Was that in, in the ground, or like, above ground? What was that for you first time out there? First time there was 200, 60, 200 gallon pots. And then I had 30 plants in the greenhouse, so. And that's when the purple was developed? Is that what you're saying? No, I I had made that those seeds before I went out to Cali, mm. but I grew a couple out there. So, and then, yeah, so. I grew some out there and then my mom grew some and I came back like I took a little vacate mini vacation which is a Vermont I had my homeboy watch my farm and I just checked out everything I was blown away so I used some I kept them so <clears throat> very nice I, I always love hearing backstories you know what I mean I feel like you know, cannabis is one of those things where, like, there, there, there can be often like a rich story behind something. You know, so yeah, for sure. Bringing people together, a lesson learned, or you know, just a good, a good, a good memory. Hell yeah, cannabis! I have a lot of good memories. Man. Just smoking with my friends, you know. So uh, let's see here. Um, I just want to ask you really fast, personal question. You mentioned these nuts. Was that is that someone else, or was that is that one of your Savage Oak? That's Savage my Oak. boy, Savage Oak. Um, if you're not familiar with him, you should be. That, that's, all I gotta, that's all I got to say. <laughs> um, it's a Chem D peanut butter breath headbanger. Right. And, um, it just it just does good everywhere. Like. I brought it up to Sherpa's farm the last summer. I brought that and the cliff diver up there and he was pumped. So and then awesome. my homie my homie for forever uh forever grateful. Just had like a bunch of good reviews and it was smacking, so it was it was no brainer to keep it. Like shout out to Savage Oak. <clears throat> Awesome. Um, let's see here. Did we have someone with a raised hand? Um, is Danny still here? Oh, looks like he may have uh, may have hopped off. All right. Well, if anyone has a question, you guys feel free to raise your hand. Uh, it is about you know seven forty eight. Um, maybe good 15, 15 minutes or so. We started a little late, so if anyone has a question, uh, go ahead and uh, oh, looks like Danny popped back on. Go ahead, Danny. Um, Jen, if you can help, you can make him, uh, you can give him the audio, I believe, and uh, we can go ahead and ask away.
Are you there, Danny? You uh, can you hear me now? We can. can you, oh, awesome! Better. Awesome! Great. Um, I'm really enjoying the show a lot. Um, and I tuned in a little late. I had a little trouble connecting before, so you might have covered this. But are, are you growing locally? I heard you talking about California. I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm down in southern Vermont. Awesome. Um, so I wondered what you 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 think about indoor. You know, it looked like uh, from from the Instagram site you were doing. Um, I only saw outdoor. I think. Uh, are you doing? Was there any indoor? Are you interested in indoor growing? Yeah, I do some indoor during like the winter time after I wrap up trimming. Um, but mostly, yeah, for the most part, I'm just doing light depth and outdoors, outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, like uh, you're probably, are you growing for, for like vo volume? Probably, yeah. uh, I'm guessing yeah. not indoors. Um, maybe doing a lot of experimenting over the winter. Yeah, it's like... You know, it's a lot of experimenting and, you know, if I can pay the bills too, that's cool, but it's not like, it's, like I just had two big outdoor plants this year, so I was happy with that, you know. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But also so, I'm doing like a little more, like light up is a little bit more cloning, more clones. I'll do mm -hmm. more seed. I'll do seed pheno hunts outdoor and then if I'm doing light up, it's more clones, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was um, wondering about, um, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, like, you know, the medicinal uses of cannabis a lot. Um, you know, I, I, um, I'm interested in, in like the uh, different effects for medicinal purposes, mostly, mostly uh, psychoactive psychological effects like, uh, you know, uh, up tempo, down tempo, something that's gonna, you know, um, you know, chill you out, or something that's gonna bring you up. Um, uh, yeah, I love. Yeah, a lot of. I agree. I like that too. I got. I like the range. A lot of people are. They like to stick to one thing. I think, but for me, I'm always experimenting with sativas and indicas, like real sativas. So. Like, not just like hybrid sativas. So you're, you're, you, the different cultivars that you're putting together. Um, I mean, all these different fabulous sounding, you know, uh, cultivars. I mean, it's just uh, mouthwatering um, and those photographs that you have, you know, you're, you're doing such a great job. It's just amazing. Um, and I, I was just thinking, do, do you like, uh, yeah, uh, breed? Uh, do you cultivate, you know, to try to get different terpenes? Are you uh, aware of the different terpenes, their effects, you know, how it might be, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, you called, uh, what was it, Jerry Jerry, like pineapple you know, that's probably so I'm thinking, you know, um, that's got to be a big effect. I don't know how, how much you, you get into that end of it. <coughs> Thank you so I think, much. I think question. you hit the. I think you hit the nail on the point. Though terps are everything. Like terps determine the different high that you get. Like you know what I'm saying. So one terpene <laughs> profile will express a different high than another. So terps are everything. Terps. Terps are life. <laughs>
not, not only really the price of life, but it's it is as as Danny was mentioning, it's it's the action. It's it's where the medicine lies as well. Shout out to Danny. I like you, Danny. Yeah, thanks so much for those awesome questions. Uh, anyone else, please feel free to raise your hand. Uh, join the conversation. We'll be here for a little bit longer. Uh, for, uh, Earthbound Genetics on our first episode of uh, Cultivation Corner. Um, we plan to have more of these in the future. Uh, there's a lot of interest out there for uh, future guests for this. So uh, Earthbound, uh, again, incredibly humbled for being here. And uh, we look forward to doing more of these on an ongoing basis with everyone. Uh, we hope the podcast format keeps things sort of simple and comfortable. And, uh, you know, we can sort of hold a conversation with the community um, about cultivation. Yeah, definitely, man. I think we should do more. We'll get more comfortable with it. So for sure. Thanks for having us, having me, though. Absolutely, dude. So um, really question that I have about maybe like, you know, pest management. Are you a foliar guy? Do you use insects? Is it multiple things? What, what can yeah, you drop for us for uh, whether it's outdoor or just depth or that kind of thing? What, what can you share there? Pest management, um, there's a lot of things, but like keeping healthy moms is the best with just getting like not, if you're going to, it starts off with the mom for like, with pest management, it's like all about the clones. Like when you pop seeds, like you're less prone. So I only worry about keeping my moms clean and my cuts clean. So I keep my, all my moms like always fresh soil. Got to keep them happy. Got to keep them perky. Just even that will help you a lot. Um, just take getting the mom healthy. But uh, spraying, definitely got to spray sulfur. Um, one thing I'd like to do aloe, um, Dr. Bronner's. What's up? All preventative stuff kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preventative for sure. Um, you got to court like if you're taking cuts from outside, you got to do it like in the middle of summer when like the bugs aren't, the aphids don't creep in. <laughs> so even that, you just got to like be, it just takes like being a one step of like everything will save you a lot of time, you know, taking cuts at the right time. Um, quarantine them in a the right place. Mm. Spraying mm -hmm. them. Like if you do have an infestation, you have to spray like three, like three different things in a, like one, every other day rotation. So, you know, you gotta spray soul for one day, chill for the next day, you know, spray light, like, citric acid spray some like doctor enzymes or something like that and then hit them with like aloe after that and then you you know what i'm saying like there's a bunch of things now like i'm getting i'm trying that uh em5 stuff coming up nice so i haven't tried it yet but i'm, I'm gonna get on that wave um but yeah it's just like you gotta it's all just being on your toes with taking cuts. I mean, for me, that's where the pests come in. So, um, have you done any IMO sort of um, 
production, you know what I mean? Whether it's IMO one, uh, yourself, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, harvesting stuff from. Local I would people. like to, but I'm just like I'm so busy. Like I'm honestly, I'm like I have my homie Reed with me now, but like I'm just like a one man band, so sure. I can't. I I'm tapped into all this knowledge, but I'm not like a hundred percent doing it all. And I'm just I'm really just on this mimic nature, organic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, I, I like to do teas, but you know, out in the woods, you can't really just be doing all this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, I can see that. That's awesome. So, look, location is important. I like that. You know what I mean? In terms of the the plant itself. Definitely. For sure. Excellent. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, the, the most thing was just like with P, like with PM. It's just you, you can't plant in like in Vermont, you can't plant in a shady spot at all. Like it's gotta have good airflow. You can't cram too many plants into one spot. And um, you know, just you just gotta spray sulfur and veg. I mean, that's the best preventative, honestly. Like, and then hit them with the out like an enzyme after that sulfur, like you'll be good. I see you're a devotee of the sulfur. So am I. I I've uh and I think I think quarantine is important, you know. Well, honestly, out in California, I got a bunch of cuts. Like I went out there, bro. Like I've never had to deal with mites or anything before. But like I, I was just like I wasn't tapped into anything really. For sure. And I learned how to kill bugs. I learned how to do all this stuff. Like, like it installed like a work ethic in me because I spent all my life savings and I had to like get it back. Like. So I wasn't just going to like smoke weed all day and like set up like an automated watering system. I was out there hand watering everything and I still do that. So like, um, yeah, so I had to kill mites and that's how I learned. Like I just was spraying sulfur and then using a microscope and then they were like, they turn yellow when they die. So I was just like, okay. Like, this wasn't that bad. I don't know why everyone else isn't doing this. Like, sulfur is the shit. <laughs> so, I have a common question that people ask. Looks like we've got someone who raised their hand. Uh, no problem. I'll, I'll just say that really fast. Yeah, when, uh, when, when people quarantine or they, they have issues with taking clones, that kind of thing, is it, is, you brought up quarantine. I quarantine. Put out a, put out a little a little, you know, the more you know kind of thing. Why is quarantining important? Um, why can the everyday Joe benefit from something like that? What is it? Um, quarantining is just like making sure um, no bugs are on your cuts. Um, you gotta separate them from your other garden. So your whole cro other crop like maybe your flowering that's going to go into flower crop doesn't get infested real quick um, so the best way to do that is like take them to a whole clean very clean area clean tent like make sure it's sprayed good everything around you is sprayed um, and then you know over the cloning process you know you just check the clones daily like i'm in my garden the best way to best pest management is to be in your garden like 24 7 just like looking under your leaves like just checking your plants all the time you really have to tap in 
I like that. I like that. I think a lot of people uh, could could uh, hear that and relate. And I think that uh, hopefully that uh, that helps some people out there. I do think that uh, it's important, you know, especially if you're trying to have a community, you want to keep things clean. It's possible. Uh, you could share things. You could be communal. You can grow things out and have fun. Uh, but it's good to share best practices. Um, I think that uh, looks like we may have a staff member who's got a question. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, Bernie the floor for a moment. Are you there? Hello. What's up, man? Sorry, I got a... <laughs> My dog's barking. Is that your German shepherd? He's uh, our education director. He's on the on the call with us, and so is Jennifer. She's our co-founder and uh, chief operating officer. So we've got uh, we've got some people listening in, helping out with the podcast. Is this feel the burn or what? Is this the homie feel the burn? Uh, no, that's Bernie Sanders. Oh, okay. What's up, G? Burn <laughs> <laughs> after rolling. Oh, what up, G? How you doing? When's when's the press getting there? The press? Oh, I got it. Uh-oh. Oh, you got it? Nice. Yeah, it's just a little two-ton press for right now. Nice. Uh-oh. But it's coming out crazy. Like, we've just been non-stop hitting these fucking dabs. Are you, uh, you going to do any washing, too, or are you just doing flower rosin? Oh, no, it's all hash rosin. We already washed some. Uh, it was nine. We, we just pressed a bunch of 90. It came out really good. Um, uh, yeah, we've been washing, and it was just like we're still kind of wrap up trimming. So we just kind of did the one wash to get dabs to get us through trimming. Are you guys? Uh, did you freeze everything? Um, I have a couple plants that didn't like were in the shade and they didn't really yield much, but they were just iced out that I froze. But honestly, yeah, just I'm like I mentioned, I'm just like. I'm just like a one man band, but I'm finally getting help to like do all the other stuff now. So I'm just kind of getting set up and you're going to see a bunch of more bubble hash rosin and all that good stuff soon. So oh, I'm excited. Sweet, man. That mini light up too. So I'm stealing your, uh, your. Oh man, it came out. Like, honestly, like, they got rained on and everything, but, like, they finished 100%, like, everything, no mold, nothing. Like, I was blown away. And I didn't want to do 10 of those. <laughs> you know, I would recommend, bro. It's so easy. Like, and honestly, without the plastic being on, like, it was easier to pull that tarp over those little uh whale bones too other than like that's what i'm saying like it's that's that's like a one-man <laughs> job um light depth like you don't need any help you could have 10 of those oh yeah you can you could do that by yourself for sure yeah exactly no it's uh, tight dude keep it up so yeah was that your german shepherd i heard barking yeah that's kiki she barks yeah at the yeah I'm, I'm getting a puppy here like in a couple weeks so. nice from vermont yeah, I got, um, there's a, this couple that's been doing it since I've been born, like, down the, they have a farm down the road from me, so. What, in Walcott? What's up? In Walcott? In Walcott? 
No, there's because there's a there's a a couple in Walcott like near Morris. Oh no no no! I'm down south. I'm ways down south, bro. Yeah, because well, yeah, Kiki's from Vermont. Well, when you get the puppy, we can take him. We can let him play. Yeah, I gotta make the trip up, but I'm just once I'm done trimming, I'm I'm gonna do it. I found genetics is in trim gel, everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost out of it. Uh, I'm like going to this weekend. Like, I'm get like two bins of done a day. We're almost there. <laughs> um, Danny, we can bring you in. Uh, you've had your hand up. Uh, oh, awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeffrey. What's um, up, yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's really a, a great uh, talk uh, happening. And, uh, you, uh, you know, I've got a few questions. Um, you were talking about your maintenance, uh, keeping the bugs away. You know, I, I didn't realize how like intensive it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's like real, real farming. Like once you get over like a certain plant, like clout, it's real farming. Like you have to take it real serious. It's not a joke because it, it can turn real quick. Like it can, like it go from positive to negative real quick. So. So you got to uh, be on the toes. Yeah, um, I, and and of course, it, it everything seems organic. What you're doing, I mean, sulfur sulfur is a um, an element, right? And yeah, I, they I spray sulfur on all your everything you eat at the grocery store. Pretty much all the apples, the grapes, that's what they're spraying on them. Like but, it, but it has a two. I think it has like a two week half life. So. Is for organic they're spraying sulfur because I know like the apricots, those orange apricots, that's sulfur dioxide, and that's not considered organic. Um, honestly, right. it, my, the one I use is it says it's OMRI, O M R I listed or whatever it's called. M R M R I, you Yeah, it's listed or organic, but I don't. Oh, I only spray and veg, so. Because the aloe and the Dr. Bronner sounds very, you know, benign, you know, that sounds like no problem with that. And the sulfur, um, you know, if that's organic, then, then you're growing organically, it sounds. Yeah, people, people are turned off on it, but then once they use it, they're like, okay, it's, it's what, you know. It's, is, is, there any, is there any residual to that? Plants, on, plants need sulfur to uptake nutrients. That's the thing. Plants love sulfur and like microdose. So they, they need it to uptake other nutrients. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so uh, is there a residual effect to you know the? Uh, the if you, I mean, if you spray micronized sulfur like in um, like a dry like a dry time, you will get residues on the leaves, but you can wash that off like with an enzyme spray. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I recommend Dr. Dr. Bronner's or, or I mean, not uh, Dr. Enzymes, sorry. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Enzymes? Yeah. Oh, you said Dr. Bronner's before. That's what I wrote down. It's actually Dr. Enzymes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Thank Either, you. honestly, those are good, but you can't spray like, a heavy oil after a sulfur. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, have you written up about this? Do you have any any stuff? Uh, it sounds like you could put together a nice book. Um, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's kind of just collective over 10 years. 10, mm -hmm. uh, 
Good wow. Um, I wanted to ask you something, you know, totally different. Um, it hasn't been covered at all. And, you know, it's a political thing. What you, what you think of uh, passage of S54. Um, and, you know, if, if you are planning on, you know, being a licensed seller, or um, know, that's I mean, that's that'd be it's that'd be cool, but I'm not like it's not a, my dream. Like, if like a dispensary wants to carry my stuff, that's cool. But like, mm -hmm. honestly, I've grown a lot of stuff, and I've been in a lot of different positions of this industry, and I can tell you, I don't want to be. I just want to grow it. Like, I don't care. Like about anything else like everything else after that it gets shady and like i don't i don't want to like it can get ugly so right i have to everything that i do has to be a hundred percent me or my family so right uh, yeah i was thinking about the licensing aspect you know the state involved and and you know uh that could that that, that could be uh you know kind of like not not a lot of fun to to do I've learned I, I've learned over the years like the middle the middle area is the best way to be like don't like I've I've wanted to have the biggest grows but like it, it never really worked out by myself because I was always just kind of doing it by myself but I right now is good like you know if I can pay my bills and like provide mm -hmm. people with the good quality that's good for me i feel good at the end of the day so and i'm not stressed i'm not putting all, too much on my plate i will say this danny um since you brought up uh that bill s54 which is now a law as we all know so s54 became act 164 uh just so everyone is aware if you weren't aware so act 164 which is now a law it's becoming operational slowly um next legislative session is when a lot of the meat and bones becomes formed meaning like the regulatory body the cannabis control board and all that jazz so the rest of this year it's sort of just preliminary stuff but act 164 i'll say um and thanks for bringing up that uh bill uh danny is it does not uh it considers cannabis cultivation um a commercially zoned thing it's not agriculture i mean so one of the things that we're hoping to change next session, and this is not a policy podcast, is Earthbound. Doesn't it make sense that, you know, at least cannabis cultivation should be considered, you know, like a farm farming practice, an agriculture commodity like hops and grapes and everything else? Yeah, it's a no-brainer, man. Because otherwise, you know, how, how much outdoor farmland is commercially zoned? You know what I mean? None of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all... It's all control system, man. But, um... Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that's something that, you know, and we're glad that, uh, you know, not just you, Earthbound, but lots of the other breeders. And but, really yeah, I mean, uh, not to... Go ahead. My, my advice is just buy land and, like, if you can get away with it, do it. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I've personally, like, they don't fly the helicopters anymore. Like, they don't do that, so... If you can get away with it, my my hat's off to you. So, appreciate, I appreciate that uh, ear on the ground, bro. You know, not many people have that, right? <laughs> I mean, scared like no one got anywhere being scared. So, 
sometimes you just got to do what you want to do. Like instead of like bitching on Facebook, like hash hands or whatever these people are, like just go out and do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? 100%. You know, good people are too afraid. Like, I don't know. Not just for cannabis, but in general. Um, Express yourself. Would you encourage people to get into breeding? Is that is that uh, something that you think is... Yeah, man. If you have two things that you can't, like... If you keep opening up two different jars of weed that you just, like, oh, wow, this is great. Cross those two things together. And there you go. Like, you'll be amazed. Like, honestly, yeah, let's do it. Have fun. Keep that, keep that mail. Flower, flower that out. So yeah. Keep yep. it. Don't keep it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> like, that's the funnest part. Like, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> if something speaks to you, keep it. Like, if you want to do something, do it. Like, who cares what Instagram thinks? Who cares, like, if it turns out to be crap? As long as you did it, like, you learn from that experience. What I'm hearing is it's really important to listen to the plant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I like to grow things out before I, like, try to breed, you know what I'm saying? So, but sometimes those mystery, like, those first ones can be insane, like, you you know, they can be the thing that blows you up. You know, people are smoking it, so do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I gotta ask you then. Are you hold on? Are you hold on to anything that you started with years ago? You know what I mean? Any seed or cut? I am. I'm, I'm holding on to. Uh, you know, I got some things that you know. I, I gave some people moose tracks recently, which was uh, an exotic genetics release, which was a couple years old. You know. But I'm talking from like early on, like when I first started growing icy mag days a couple of decades ago, res dog was big. Remember these names at all? And like, uh, you know, there was cuts floating around from back in the day, like right around when like DNA genetics was formed. And, you know, I, yeah. got, I got some of those cuts. You got anything from like back in the day that you've held on to from your early days? You know what I mean? No, not really. Like, honestly, I was just so fascinated about this. Like, I'm still kind of young, like I mentioned. So, like, I didn't really know anyone growing from clones or anything like that. I was always just popping seeds. And, like, I was going on these, um, these old European seed banks just looking at photo. And I was, I was more concerned about just learning how to grow and and just I wasn't really ta- I wasn't really trying to breed anything back back then so gotcha. um, no not really but I will say I really liked the LA Confidential back in the day I used to smoke that a lot um, oof I remember that remind me that is before we uh, before we kind of bring this to an end what is that LA Confidential that was powerful I think it's like an Afghan <laughs> it was just like a weird <laughs> afghan i don't know it was it didn't it didn't get big at all the plant was kind of just like a dwarf the one that i had at least but it just yield they just gave out the most fire like dense short buds uh, <laughs> 
Does it matter what the plant looks like when it's growing? Does it need to be attractive, sexy in order to be have that killed? For me, it's got to be vigorous. I can't grow anything slow anymore. I don't know why. Just I just cut out a bunch of stuff. So. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it's got to be vigorous. I can't really grow, and it's got to yield. I just cut a bunch of stuff that didn't yield. I don't know. That I was just holding on to for some reason. <clears throat> Is there a parallel there? Are there things that frequently don't yield well, but are, you know. Bag of, well? Yeah, the bag appeal and just like, I guess it's just bag appeal for me. I don't know, like, like the fly tape was good, but I just got rid of it because it just didn't, I couldn't get it to yield enough for me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap up, we are coming on eight eight seventeen uh, East Coast time. We started a little late, letting people uh, load in. Um, any any uh, final questions before we conclude this? Um, I thought we had a pretty good first episode here. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. I'm just just kind of getting used to the thing. So absolutely, dude. You know, I would say that. Um, Man, I wish we had broadband everywhere. We all, we, I often have meetings for work and just the internet just cuts out. So you're not alone there, man. Um, but we appreciate your time. We know it's still a busy season, right? Just because like the growth season may be ending. That doesn't mean the work ends, right? Oh no, there's so many steps. It's crazy. <laughs> you gotta be real anal to get the high quality, especially when you're making bubble hash, you gotta get all that stuff out. So make sure it's all A1. Just trim and nug. So once you're done with one thing, you got to do another, and then you got to do another. So that's life, the grind. So Terp super life. welcome back. You're always welcome back on Cultivation Corner. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having Appreciate me. it. And uh, I just want to thank you and your crew, dude. You know what I mean for everything you guys do for being being available this evening. And, uh, you know, uh, we look forward to future episodes uh, of this with other people. We're excited to, uh, we'll have some announcements in the, in the future. And we'll actually, mm -hmm. um, we're going to have some, uh, an announcement for Craft, Craft First, uh, a panel discussion uh, coming up uh, again. We're going to have the third episode of that. So that's exciting. Along with more of a regular uh, Cultivation Corner episode, maybe monthly about that. Um, so look, look forward to that, everyone that's listening. And uh, we definitely look forward to what you guys are doing, not just the end of this year, but next year, Earthbound and team. We certainly look forward to what you guys do. So, and thanks again for your time, man. Thanks, man. All right, everybody have a good night.